0: Welcome to Work Disrupted, an Ontario Society of Occupational Therapists podcast. You're in the right place if you're someone that's interested in challenging what you thought you knew about workplace
1: mental health. The COVID-19 pandemic has shown us on a societal level how disruption to any aspect of our life, including work, can impact our mental health. Our career or profession is so ingrained in our identity that disruptions can truly impact our mental health and well-being. This is causing organizations to strongly consider how to support employee mental health. My name is Chantelle, and I'm an occupational therapist currently working within a hospital supporting the health and wellness of those that work within my organization.
0: And I'm Priya, an occupational therapist working for an insurance company who supports clients on long-term disability to return to work. In this series, we'll interview occupational therapists working in different roles within the area of workplace mental health. Our guests share the ways in which occupational therapy can assist us in getting back to thriving in the workplace.
1: In this episode, we interview Laura and Lydia, two occupational therapists who are passionate about supporting mental health in the workplace. They are the co-founders of L and L Consulting, where they work as occupational therapists supporting corporate mental health. First, we will hear a real story taken from their work and read by a voice actor. Welcome.
2: We needed some help and guidance around what we could do for our employees' mental health. We knew that we needed to do something, but we weren't sure where to begin. We are a large law firm with 200 staff, ranging from lawyers, paralegals, to administrative personnel. People work long hours. It's demanding client work, and people are at the office a lot of the time. We're aware it's hard at times. We wanna make the environment and culture more flexible, supportive, and make sure we're doing all we can to help address staff needs. We have our EAP, Employee Assistance Program, which includes support for staff and families. All staff have a robust benefits plan. We have discounts to gyms and other wellness programs in the city. We try to do social events frequently so staff can feel connected and get some perks from those as well. For example, last week, a group went to a play as a social event. Staff are able to take ample vacation time. We also have a kitchen and food services at the office would provide meals for when staff are working late. Staff can usually have various snacks or meals during the day. We try to make things as easy as possible when people come into work because of how busy they are. But honestly, we weren't sure we were doing the right thing. We knew that employees were burnt out and stressed. The usage of benefits for mental health related medications was high, but the utilization of our employee assistance program was low. We hoped that this was something that Lydia and Laura could help us with, and we were right. They absolutely assisted us. The first thing they did was conduct a needs analysis of our team to really understand what was going on internally. Then they presented us with a detailed action plan and recommendations. With their input, we were able to make some significant changes we feel have benefited our staff in a positive way.
1: Hi, Laura and Lydia. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Can you start off by introducing yourselves and maybe one thing
3: about you that you do for your mental health? Hi Priya, hi Chantel. thanks for having us. I'm Laura, as you mentioned, I'm an occupational therapist uh, based out of Toronto and for my mental health, I love to walk in nature.
4: Hi everyone, I'm Lydia and I'm also an OT based in Toronto. Uh, One thing I do for my mental health is elaborate cooking and baking projects.
0: So thank you for sharing your story with us. Laura and Lydia, what are some of the key factors that stood out in working with the employer in the story uh, that was presented at the start of this episode?
3: Yeah, it was really great to see that this employer was invested in their employees' mental health and wellness They were already taking a lot of action and they were seeking out support to improve. This is an incredible step already. Um, And you could tell that, you know, the leadership buy in and support really was there and that support really goes a long way in setting the tone to create a corporate culture that supports mental health at work. So that was really, really key Um, to be able to make change in an organization is really having that support from from the leaders right from the get-go.
1: And in the story, there's a talk about the needs analysis. Can you tell us more about a needs analysis and why this was your first action when consulting with the employer?
3: Yeah. So a needs analysis is a systematic process that allows us to understand and evaluate the specific needs of an organization. So as an occupational therapist, we first reassess, we want to understand what's going on. Um, so coming into an organization as a third party and as a healthcare provider, this allowed us to conduct an assessment and employees often feel more comfortable sharing their experiences around mental health with us because we're coming from the outside we're not internal and that we do have that healthcare experience and the needs analysis allows us to better assess the situation in any specific workplace and really get a sense of what's going on how are people feeling so with this employer we conducted interviews with employees across the organization from new hires junior employees all the way up to the c suite leaders uh the coo you know everybody up at the top And this helped us to assess how people are feeling across the organization, what supports are already in place, how do they feel about those supports, how are they using those supports, and what supports are missing. In addition to to speaking with people and conducting these these interviews, um, we also reviewed the data around the employee health benefits packages, um, their EAP program. We did a data analysis of the EAP utilization and the benefits utilization to see how are people using the supports that are already available. We did a comprehensive review of what this employer was currently offering, um, so they had shared a few examples of some things that they were already doing with us, and we wanted to get a sense of what the scope of that was, how were people using them, what, and what is, what is available, and, and did people know that it was available? And we compared this with research best practices in employee mental health in other leading organizations in their industry and industries at large. And so we took all of this information from the needs analysis and we analyzed the data and we were able to evaluate it and make recommendations based on the identified gaps that we were able to see and we're able to support the employer to put a plan in place. We start with that because it really gives us that that full assessment of what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like the employer did make some significant changes that benefited their staff in a positive way So can you please tell us a few of the recommendations you made?
3: So from some of our recommendations that the employer was able to take away and actually implement included developing a policy regarding psychological health in the workplace. And they were able to incorporate this new policy into their employee handbook and employee trainings for new hires and employees who are already there. They did an overhaul on their employee intranet to ensure employees were able to access all of their information about health and wellness, what their benefits are, what's available to them, all in one place. And this was huge. We've, we have found that you know their information was all over. Employees didn't really know where to go to look, and they were really able to develop a one-stop shop for employees to easily access this information. They reviewed their uh, employee benefits offerings and the services that are available to ensure that the coverage was appropriate. Uh, I do believe they later were able to increase the amounts available in benefits for psychological support, um, as well as some employee wellness benefits. So that was really, really great to hear. And lastly, we helped them to create a content calendar for employee education and training for employees and managers and leaders across the organization. So this included various topics around mental health and wellness that um, they were able to take away and create educational opportunities for their teams um, for the next uh, year or two. So they, they were really, really keen to, to dive in and they were able to really take a lot away.
0: So Laura and Lydia really walk us down memory lane a little bit. Tell us about your story. Tell us about how you two met.
4: So Laura and I met actually on our very first day of OT school. We both went to U of T and we met during our funny first day of the like orientation orientation week. So we go way back to day one. Uh, We were quite close during, uh, during OT school. We ended up studying for all of our exams together (laughs) Uh, and we, would read each other's papers before we submitted them. So we were very involved in each other's OT education. And we actually did uh, three out of our four placements together. Two were sort of by coincidence and um, that we were just sort of assigned assigned together. Um, but the, the fourth placement, the third placement we did together, which was our, our fourth in the program was one that we had created ourselves. We did a role emerging placement And we focused this on workplace
3: mental health. So we had decided together that, you know, this was something we were really passionate about and we, we networked pretty, pretty hard. And uh, we ended up securing four organizations who brought us in um, to work with them in a consultative manner. And we were able to work on a workplace mental health related project with each of those companies. So as You know, student OTs, we were able to really market our skills and have the opportunity to uh, practice that and to work with these organizations to, to help them learn about occupational therapy and to see what it's like to bring healthcare into the workplace. So, to give you a bit more insight, a couple of the projects were needs analyses around mental health in the work environment. So, we helped companies understand. You know, what's what's going on here what are your people feeling how how are your employees um, experiencing their day-to-day life in the workplace how is it impacting their mental health uh, both positively and negatively we completed an environmental scan at the time so did some research about what are the leading organizations doing to support mental health in the workplace so you know there's a whole bunch of organizations that are kind of leading the charge in this way both internally and externally, you know, there's the Let's Talk campaign, and there's all these companies promoting in the media that they're doing things for mental health. So we were able to dive deep into some of those initiatives. And and then we also uh, dove a little bit deeper for one project around compassion fatigue, and we were able to develop a training on compassion fatigue to support a workplace with employees who are experiencing some of this emotional burnout.
1: That sounds really, really interesting. And Were the different organizations were they of similar fields or industries, or were they way different that you had to to really um, use those OT skills and problem solve?
3: Great question. They were all pretty unique, um, so we, you know, we were able to see some similarities, and some of the research that we were doing externally helped us to understand internally what was going on in each organization. Uh, but you know, we had we were working with a law firm, we worked with an accounting firm, we worked with a insurance company, as well as a recruitment agency. So really spanned a few different areas, a few different industries. Mental health in the workplace doesn't discriminate based on industry. You know, we're all humans and we're all impacted uh, both positively and negatively by, by our workplaces. And our placement was really an amazing opportunity for us to trial our skills in those corporate settings and and kind of test the waters.
1: It's really really fascinating to see how you were able to look at the what the different needs were at the different um, organizations and how they were they are different. And you're right, mental health doesn't discriminate 100. percent But really interesting that like there does seem to be such an important role for OT in all of this, and for this to be an emerging placement where there isn't such. Placements previously with this, um, we know that after you finished this placement, you did start a business called LNL Consulting as new grads. So, what inspired you to start your new company?
4: So, after we finished our placement with those four organizations, some of them had requested or really were interested in sort of doing more with the with the work we had started, and we ended up doing a few projects with them as no longer student OTs, but as OTs. And from there, we found you know it was work we were really interested in. There seemed to be an appetite for it, and that's sort of how LNL was born. So we've continued with different projects with different organizations and done some similar stuff to what we had done in placement, but certainly grown and expanded our offerings over the past few years and are really just trying to work with organizations to help support, the organizational changes that can support employee mental health and make the culture and workplaces more mentally
1: healthy. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit more about LNL Consulting. Is this a full-time role for you? Is it a side hustle? Is it a passion project? Um, and what sorts of things do you do on a day-to-day basis for this project?
3: Thank you. Yeah. LNL Consulting has really been a passion project for us. You know, being new grads and having this be born out of our final OT school placement, um, we really wanted to follow this dream and continue the work we were doing. Uh, but we also, at the time, wanted to build our clinical skills in various practice areas. So, in overview, LNL Consulting really aims to help organizations better understand their mental health needs. Uh, We provide education about mental health at work and really work to enable organizations to support employee mental health. People spend most of their waking hours at work and the workplace can either enable or support your mental health or it can make it worse. And our goal at l &L Consulting is really to help make that better for everybody, one one company at a time.
1: Yeah, it's so true. We spend like 40 hours a week at work every day so it's hugely part of our identity and when we speak about our occupational identity you really fall into this area where if you the first thing you ask someone is what do you do when you meet them and and what their work is is really part of it and the COVID-19 pandemic has really created disruption to a lot of aspects of our lives. So we know that we've seen it with where we live and where we work, how we see our healthcare providers, and even how we connect with our friends. So it's it's so evident that the work that you are doing at L Consulting is is impacting this element that's so ingrained with our identity and how the disruptions that can impact our mental health. So it's so fabulous what you're doing. And with this, we we're talking about COVID, but what other trends are you noticing with workplace mental health?
4: Definitely over the past few years, this concept has been getting a lot more attention. I would say when we were doing our placement and when we started, this was kind of a a hot new thing that companies were just coming coming to grips with. And I think that's why we had so many organizations interested in having students come and sort of help them figure this out at the beginning. Um, So definitely, but definitely over the past few years, I think this topic has definitely become more and more important, more and more central, more sort of normal to to include and to highlight as a reason to come work at a company. And like you said, Chantal, the, I think the pandemic, which has obviously changed so much, the, the pandemic has highlighted the importance of our, our work, workplace mental health. But when when we started, I would say the focus of, of mental health in the workplace was definitely more reactive supports. As, um, and, and I think it still is for the most part. So, you know, if, if an employee developed a Mental health concern or were struggling, they would be referred for services like EAP programs, long term disability, short term disability, and different benefit offerings. And those, those would be brought up when people needed them. I think what's happening is that organizations, I think, are recognizing the importance of proactive mental health support. So building cultures that allow people to take a lunch break or flag that they're feeling super overwhelmed and stressed as opposed to just following through and you know, getting everything done at at any cost. I think that's becoming more, there's a lot more awareness about that and a lot more awareness about the detriment that that can have and a lot more effort in organizations to prevent that and to build cultures and workplaces that allow employees to feel safe and feel supported. And I think that's just a bit more normal now.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you with all of that. My role Being within an organization and providing the supports and for staff from a wellness perspective and looking at it, once again, holistically, um, really matches up with what you guys have been seeing as well. And I'd love to learn more about or hear more about what other trends that you might be noticing as well. Um, But I'm right on track with what you're seeing too.
3: A a trend is actually companies hiring people um, like you to be in an organization and to be as an internal support for for employees and to really focus on mental health and wellness of 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 your teams uh, which is pretty incredible and we're seeing that more and more companies are really carving out um, roles for this and that's pretty pretty unique and pretty special trend to see uh, from our biased opinion <laughs> um, but it, it's also we're seeing companies developing awareness around diversity and inclusion there's a lot of awareness and talk these days about um, inequalities in the workplace and highlighting the need and the disparity in workplaces of different populations of people and people's experiences and how we can all work together to to make our workplaces, you know, as mentally healthy as possible. Uh, The last thing I wanted to mention was that You know, the stigma and the language around this topic is changing in the workplace, too. And the more we're talking about it, the more we're hearing about it, uh, the more we're experiencing it all together through this pandemic. It's really changing how mental health is becoming a bit more understood. It's becoming more valued and it's becoming more acceptable to to talk about in the workplace. And this is also a trend that we're seeing with some of the younger generations entering the workforce that... They're really wanting to talk about it. They want employers to support them. They want to say, I need a mental health day and employers are, you know, developing those supportive environments. It's a pretty exciting time. And there's a lot of really, um, innovative, innovative things we're seeing in workplaces. And it's, it's really cool to, you know, be at the forefront and watch it develop. This is happening in our time.
0: Thanks so much for sharing some of those trends. Um, you definitely got my wheels turning about how OTs would be best suited to apply themselves in some of these new and emerging positions.
1: I also just wanted to, to mention and kind of take back to your comments about diversity and inclusion and how that kind of fits with mental health, because I feel like that's something that's not often talked about. It's more about mental illness that's being talked about when we're talking about mental health. And it's so much more encompassing kind of where you're seeing it and how you're viewing workplace mental health. And I think that's kind of maybe a little bit of where our OT lens from that holistic and kind of bigger picture perspective comes from. And I do think diversity and and inclusion is really, really timely to be bringing up and and the impacts within a workplace um, and how that impacts someone's mental health while at work. That's really fascinating. Thank you.
0: Laura and Lydia, do you have any tips that OTs or organizations um, can use to easily implement and support workplace mental health?
3: Absolutely. I would say my, my biggest tip is to talk about it, you know, share your experiences, uh, start a committee in your organization around, around mental health at work. Um, The more we talk about it, the more we normalize it. And the more, the more we raise awareness and and make that safe space in in the workplace. As an OT, you are so, so well qualified to, to, to be the leader of some of these things you know, mental health in the workplace needs to be bottom up and top down. And if you want to see a change in your workplace, we encourage you to to step up and, you know, lead by example, treat people the way you want to be treated, take your lunch breaks, encourage your your teammates to take their lunch breaks, Um, you know, leave work on time, advocate for yourself and for your colleagues at work for the supports that you feel you need. Uh, Every workplace needs something different and, and you know it best. And I would really encourage you to, to be a leader. And lastly, to express gratitude, there's so much to be grateful for in, in the workplace. And, you know, there's so many positives and to share that gratitude with your colleagues, with your boss, with your organization, it can really be contagious. There's so much to be thankful for it's important to recognize it. It's important to feel it. And it's important to share it to to really improve our our mental health. Lydia, what are some of your strategies you would share? Well, I think since we have such a OT audience,
4: I think, you know, part of what we find ourselves encouraging organizations to do and what we would encourage you to do is kind of OT yourself. So think about, you know, so many strategies that you recommend to clients in terms of scheduling and managing your energy and just so many sort of core things to to OT, like looking at the environment, just sort of using your OT lens that you would usually use on clients and apply that to your own work and your own workplace and your your team. And you know, with with that advocacy piece as well, I think OTs are so well suited to also, you know, make big change within their own organizations to highlight concrete things that could be improved or changed to your to your leaders or to your management that might and we'll like, that will likely uh, help everyone else on the team. One other thing that Laura and I do whenever we're working together and is really nice, obviously not the safest during COVID, but it seems like that's wrapping up, but um, lunch swap, something like so simple that encourages everyone to take a break. You're uh, giving your your friend a, the break from making lunch and then you can eat whatever you brought together and then the next day they do it for you. So <laughs> when, that is, when we are safe to eat together again, uh, that's a really nice, simple thing that I think makes time for connecting and taking a break and supporting one another.
1: Yeah, those are really, really great ideas about how to to bring those um, things in. And even as a, a safer way with lunch swaps is even making lunch together virtually. I know my husband's team has done that where they had a, a chef come in and they did it virtually and they made lunch together and they got to eat the same thing um, at the same time as a team. And um, doing that or sharing recipes, which once again is like gratitude. So that's, that's, uh, those are really great tips within organizations to be doing.
0: Yeah. And Chantelle, if you're listening, I love soup and salad from Aroma. So <laughs> let's have a lunch
3: date after COVID when it's safe to do so. It sounds great. Yes. We need to do this. <laughs> yes. Everybody needs to find a, a buddy who uh, cooks and bakes for their mental health. <laughs> Wink, wink,
1: yeah. Lydia. <laughs> I'm with the baking too. I get it. <laughs> so it's really interesting that so those are tips as OTs or as a person internal to a web uh, or to an organization and what that you can do to to implement it. But what are some workplace mental health strategies that you've used or you've offered at workplaces or places that you've worked at in the past? What are some hard or kind of true strategies that you've done within within your roles at um, kind of on that consulting method?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We can share some of those strategies. You know, we've seen some organizations do some really amazing things to support mental health. And some of it are things that you you might not even think about are things that support mental health. Um, So to name a few of those, just providing sick days for employees that that are paid that can be used for physical health or mental health or whatever it is that you need and encouraging people to take those days for their mental health can be really really valuable you know providing top-ups for maternity or paternity leave or sick leaves um, any any kind of absence that can really really impact somebody's mental health when they don't have to be worried about finances during a challenging time in their life Some of the things that we've done are hosting education sessions to to educate uh, employees and individuals to learn about topics of interest around mental health. Uh, We find that, you know, the more you learn, the more you know, and the more you can can grow and share. I love seeing companies celebrating their employees through various initiatives, something like an Employee of the Month initiative or... You know, taking time out of different team meetings to share gratitude moments, um, any kind of gratitude exchange in the workplace. Um, these can be really, really special initiatives that really just get that contagious, positive gratitude flowing and really develops an appreciation amongst employees. And it really makes you leave feeling good, like you accomplished something and you made a difference in somebody's life. You know, Sharing kudos, that kind of thing can really, really go a long way. Um, social activities, so even Chantal, you mentioned organizations doing things like group cooking classes and, you know, any kind of group social, whether it's virtual or in person, really goes a long way to show your appreciation, it gives you an opportunity to get to know your team, um, meeting people and getting to know the people you work with really does wonders for your mental health and provides that safe space to, to get to know people. and and shows that that your employer cares about that for you. Bonuses and financial incentives. Um, So for companies to really financially show their appreciation and support for the hard work that their their people are putting in, um, that goes a really long way, whether it's a formal bonus structure or it's a gift card just highlighting something great that you did. Um, There's so many different ways to to implement this, this kind of thing. And equitable compensation. So across the gender, the gender spectrum, across um, years of experience, across different areas of the company, just, you know, but you want people to feel like they're getting the support and the compensation that they deserve. And when people don't feel that way, it really impacts your mental health and having that equitable compensation can really help.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that's that's key. And that sometimes what's missed is that the, there's a financial wellness and financial wellness really does play a role into your overall well-being and and health, including your mental health. And that sometimes is something that, it, that is missing. So it's really great that a, a lot of those points that you made were really related to the financial um, well-being and financial health, um, as well as kind of those. It can be big or small events is kind of what I'm, get, I'm hearing from you is that those are. It can be big or it can be small, consistency and appreciation. Are there any think, other ones?
4: Yeah. Uh, I just went on the point you just made, mentioned, until I think that kind of all just comes down to really feeling appreciated as an employee and recognizing that, you know, your time and efforts are valued and that can look so many different ways. But that appreciation is, I think, goes so such a such a long way and really helps employees feel loyal to an organization, which you know, means people are going to work there longer. It means they're going to grow. It means they're going to continue to contribute. So it's, it's very good for the business side of things as well. I think, you know, when people hear about mental health strategies at work, sometimes they just picture, okay, we're going to do a yoga class for employees and call it a day. You know, I don't think a one-time offering like that makes a huge amount of of difference, but what something like that can do if it's done properly is just show that this time for self-care is, is important and show that the organization you're working for recognizes that. So I think any any efforts to support employee mental health should come down to this acknowledgement that uh, they like that the work you're doing is stressful and that it is hard and that you need a break or time away. And it's really just about developing a culture where people where people can bring that up and we're, you know, saying I'm stressed or I'm, I'm feeling anxious because of X, Y, and Z, or I'm I'm not feeling valued saying, bringing that up can feel normal and can feel safe and can allow people to then address a problem and move forward as opposed to just kind of festering those feelings or just not, not knowing what to do with them or not feeling like they're being addressed at all. I think the sort of concept behind putting in wellness practices like a yoga class or meditation at work, all of that can be so valuable if people feel like they have the support and time and they're allowed to do something like that in their workplace because it is valued. So one thing that can help with that, I think, is incorporating those types of strategies into already existing parts of a workday, like at the beginning of a safety huddle, do a breathing exercise, or at the beginning of a team meeting, do a stretch. And that's just part of the culture. It's part of what's happening. Your your director and your manager and everyone on the team is doing it together. And it's, even if it's brief, it's showing that this is valued. This is helpful. This is important. Those small little behavior and activity shifts can, can work to change the culture, which is really going to help make bigger change. And especially, you know, talking to so many OTs, listening to this and people working in healthcare as you know, this can happen in many, many industries, but especially in healthcare, this thought idea of compassion fatigue, and just recognizing that this, uh, this work is, is unique in that way, and that it can really drain you. Um, so having language within the workplace to, to say that and to say, you know, I had this really challenging patient interaction, I, I'm feeling depleted from that. And know, knowing that the people you're sharing that with understand that kind of normalization of. I guess any any type of mental health shift, whether it's you know feeling stressed or sad or having some more bigger shift and developing more more of a like long term condition, whatever whatever that is, just having the awareness to know that and bring it up and feel safe to do that makes a, such a big difference. I think part of that sort of cultural shift and recognizing that mental health is important is flexibility in the workplace. And so many of us have experienced this in the past year with just shifting work environments, working from home, maybe having a more flexible schedule. I think maybe Mm -hmm. in some ways COVID has been really good for highlighting the importance of that. And I think a lot of those practices will stick.
0: Sounds like some of these strategies are inspired by the National Standard for Psychological Health and Safety in the Workplace. Which I believe is around a hundred-page manual, and we can definitely link that in the show notes. <laughs> um, but are you also able to share some helpful resources for those wanting to learn more aside from that manual?
4: Yeah, definitely. There's, uh, I think, a lot of a lot to learn in this area, um, but hopefully, some of these resources can be a helpful place to start. Um, so. Workplace Strategies for Mental Health is a really helpful resource from Canada Life. It's got lots of evidence-based research and strategies for supporting workplace wellness and workplace mental health. The Mental Health Commission of Canada is a wonderful resource as well. And that's where that national standard that Priya just mentioned was developed. So uh, I think that that framework is certainly something we come back to a lot and think about a lot, even in my day-to-day work, like thinking, okay, this is like this is fulfilling one of those things, or this is not fulfilling one of those things. I, I, that national standard, I think, is a really helpful framework. Um, another resource is from Australia that we really like. It's called Heads Up. Uh, again, more resources, assessments, and links to lots of other learning. Um, Wellness Together Canada is uh, something we learned about more recently. It's more for individual support and counseling and mental health resources. But if you or your colleagues feel like you, you really need that and it's not being provided at work, Wellness Together Canada is really robust in its offerings. Uh, and, then, and then our, our website has some, uh, lots of articles from a blog that we have written over the years and different uh, information on some other approaches to take towards workplace mental health. So our website is corporatementalhealth.ca.
0: Amazing, thank you so much for sharing those resources. Those were all the questions we had for you today, but is there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners that maybe we
3: missed? I'd, I think that you know we could talk about this topic all day long and uh, we're so grateful to have been on your podcast today. Thank you for you know, raising awareness about this topic and sharing uh, with the greater community. We're so honored to, to be a part of it and to raise awareness about mental health in the workplace, taking care of mental health in the workplace also comes down to just taking care of your own mental health as a worker. And I think if we could all leave here today or end our listening today by just, you know, thinking about what you do to support your own mental health and just paying that forward a little bit to somebody that you work with or somebody you live with or somebody in your community, I think we can all take uh, small steps to, to work together to achieve mentally healthy workplaces and communities that we live in. So thank you so much for having us today. Thank
1: you, Laura and Lydia, for taking the time to speak with us. It was a fascinating time um, learning about all sorts of resources in different areas, and I, I think I know myself, and I'm sure all of our listeners will be able to take back different strategies that you've brought up today. Have these resources they can learn to and lean on, and regardless of whether they're in a big organization, a small organization, an organization that is have these principles and these the standards in place. Um, I think there's a there's always areas of improvement um, and there's always new ways to, to help support our mental health. So like, thank you for telling us about LNL Consulting and how that came about and all of these um, resources for our mental health. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedules to, to be with us today.
4: You are very welcome. Thank you so much for inviting us.
1: Thank you for listening
0: to Work Disrupted, an Ontario Society of Occupational Therapists podcast. Work Disrupted is produced by OSOTs or OSOTs Workplace Mental Health Team with sound editing by Carlos Nobloat. Don't forget to subscribe to Work Disrupted and leave a review. Make sure to follow OSOT on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay in the know about all things OT in Ontario. Check out the episode description for these links and any resources we mentioned throughout this interview. Until next time, thank you for listening.